Welcome to my homestead, y'all. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, also known as the Funky Farm Girl. I'm working to create a home with a little farm, a little faith, a lot of food, and a bit of funky. I'm learning all about growing and preserving our food supply, raising chickens and children, and becoming more self-sufficient while leaning hard on Jesus. And I want to take you along for the ride. So grab yourself a cup of something wonderful, and let's visit a while. Hey y'all, this is Jenny Bellicky and you're listening to the Funky Farm Girl Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 70, Gardening as an Antidepressant. Okay, so welcome back. I wanted to give you a quick update on our little homestead and just let you know how things are going here before we get into today's topic. This is a really vulnerable episode for me, but I really believe that um, when we are vulnerable and we share our Me Too moments, that that's where we really connect with other people. And that is my goal. I never want to come across as an expert that has it all figured out. I really want to meet you right where you are by really sharing with you that I'm struggling in the same places with the same things. And so I think that if we both are able to say together that we struggle with something, that we can work through it together and walk through it together. And then that isolation is no longer there. Um, And so I really, really strive to be genuine and real on my platform and in this podcast. And so I am hopeful that this episode will be encouraging to you. But before we get into the meat of today's episode, like I said, I want to give you a little update on our homestead. So we went out of town and we spent a week away at the beach, which was wonderful. Um, And now that we are back, we are basically anticipating our first frost. Typically, it comes anytime between now and the end of October. However, the 10-day forecast shows that there is no threat of frost in our forecast. So I'm thankful that I have a little bit more time to get things ready. I'm also thankful that I'm still picking okra and tomatoes, y'all, in late October. How crazy is that? Uh, I am working on putting most of the garden to bed for the winter, but I do have some frost-friendly crops growing like um, just a tiny bit of broccoli and some kale. I'm hoping to get some greens in the ground before um, frost comes so that they have time to get started. They will keep growing through the winter if I can get them started on time. And I also need to get our garlic in the ground. I'm a little bit late on that, but I'm okay with that. We also possibly we'll plant some tulip bulbs. Just depends. We have we planted some last year, planted them pretty late and didn't get to see their blooms. So maybe we will just be content with seeing those this coming spring and then add to it next fall. But um, if I can, I would like to get the girls to plant a few more garlic bulbs. I mean, tulip bulbs. And then we also have our big giant wood chip pile that needs to be spread 
over the garden once we get it ready for the winter. So today I want to talk to you about depression. And I know that there is this idea out there that homesteaders are living a simple life. And so that simple life means that you opt out of all the things from the world and you just you know, it can be highly romanticized, you know, that you live secluded from the world and its problems and you just have a simple, simple little existence with your, with your farm and your animals and your food and your family. And while that is partly true, there are still so many challenges and things with, with homesteading. Choosing a simple life does not mean that you're choosing a stress-free or an easy life. And honestly, with homesteading, there's a lot of things that we're choosing to do the hard way uh, in order to stay connected to our food. We're choosing to grow tomatoes that we start in February in our garage and plant and harvest over the summer and can and then eat on for the rest of the year rather than going to the store and buying canned tomatoes. Um, so there's so much of it that, yes, it's it's a simpler life. But in a lot of ways, it's, it's a more difficult life because you're choosing to make things more difficult for yourselves because you want to stay connected to older systems of living. And that requires more work and more of you. There's also... A greater connection to your food but that also means that that food has a face and sometimes you're dealing with the death of an animal or or butchering or things like that and those are emotionally heavy sometimes and so you know you've you're opting out of the rat race to chase what really matters and yeah that can be fulfilling but it's also got its own challenges and then you add into that the stuff of daily life that you don't skip out of just because you live in the country, you know. So you still have the stress of maybe a full-time job or maybe um, conflict in family or relationship issues or um, any number of things that can still bring stress and, and things like that into your life. And so just because you're a homesteader does not mean that you are exempt from depression and anxiety and other mental health challenges so and for those of you that listen that are not homesteaders you know all of us at some point over the past 18 months have dealt with some type of depression issue Uh, I would say that the vast majority of people have wrestled with it in some form or another over the last 18 months with this pandemic. There's been isolation. There's been massive change in our culture and in our daily living. There's been illness and stress of illness of loved ones, um, maybe even the loss of a loved one or a friend, financial stresses. And again, that's on top of just the everyday life stresses and relationships and job and finances and all those kinds of things and so it's very understandable that a lot of people nowadays are struggling with mental health in some way or another um, probably most often with anxiety and depression 
I do not personally have experience with anxiety. So it's a difficult thing for me to address here. And I don't want to speak um, out of inexperience and, and not understanding where you're coming from in that. So I will specifically be addressing depression. But I do hope that some of the things that I talk about may be helpful to you if you um, are struggling with anxiety as well. So I want to remind you that depression is also not always circumstantial. Depression essentially is a chemical imbalance in your brain and that can come from anything and it does not have to be that you're going through something hard or that your life is sad or any of those things. It's, it's really not even about sadness. It's about a mental state that develops from a chemical imbalance in your brain and that can come from tragic or challenging circumstances but it can also just come from being chemically imbalanced at the moment um so if you have a history of depression you're going to be more bent towards having depression issues again but just because you haven't been through anything hard doesn't mean that you don't have any risk of depression. So I think this is really something that everybody needs to keep an eye on and watch out for because I think a lot of times it doesn't even look the way people assume that it would. And so it can catch them off guard and it's not as dressed as quickly as it could be because we have these misconceptions like the fact that it's based on a circumstance. So as we go through these things, please keep that in mind. So getting real vulnerable here. My first bout with depression was um, in college and it was circumstantial. I was um, sexually assaulted by another student on campus and then developed an eating disorder from that in a severe bout of depression. And it went largely undiagnosed for probably a good six to eight months um, before I was really able to get help. Um, and so because of that, I am more prone to become depressed again. Uh, and it is something that I am always have a pulse on, always checking in with myself and making sure. So I have learned to have awareness for where my mental health is. I've also learned what my signs are that I'm going into a slide um, things that I know that if this starts happening um, for example if I want to sleep late in the mornings consistently um, if I'm not up and ready to go and being productive right after breakfast that's a red flag for me if I'm declining social events that's a red flag for me um, if I'm not spending time on things that bring me joy outside of my work, that's a red flag for me. If I'm not messaging friends as often as I would, that's also a red flag. And it's also a red flag for those friends and they will message me and be like, hey, are you doing okay? Because I haven't heard from you in this many days. And so knowing what my triggers are, knowing what things are signs that I'm going into a slide and having friends who are aware of what those things are 
who can call me and connect with me and be like, okay, this is what I see and you're not okay. Whether you think you are or not, you're starting to slide and we need to course correct. So what does all this have to do with gardening? Because, you know, like I said, the topic today is gardening as an antidepressant. And yeah, I'm I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, Jenny, how does growing vegetables deal with my depression? Well, um, honestly, gardening helps keep me grounded when I'm doing well. And it helps pull me out when I'm sliding. For you, it might be something different. It might be racquetball or basket weaving or scuba diving or whatever. Um the thing is not important it's the elements and the methods behind it the pieces of it that work together to create um, some things that are really good for me and so as I'm talking about this maybe gardening is what resonates with you but maybe there's something else that in the back of your mind you're thinking hey I have a lot of those elements in this activity that I love and I could use that as a way to help combat depression so not necessarily saying that gardening is the cure for depression absolutely not there are other things that I have to do as well to manage mine and gardening is not everyone's cup of tea but I want to share today some things that really have helped me um, in gardening that have just been so so good for my mental health and maybe in knowing these things if you're a new gardener, um, it will give you some confidence and some some excitement in beginning to garden because you can see that there's going to be some benefits. And all of these are not tied to the success of your garden. So these are things that even if you do a garden and everything you grow dies and fails and the pests eat all of it, um, you're still going to get these benefits from it. And so it's still not a waste of time. It's still a good thing for you. So let's get into how gardening helps me with my depression number one sunlight absolutely one of the biggest benefits that i get from gardening is soaking up sunlight especially morning sun in the heat of the summer the best time to go out and work is early early morning um, before the heat of the day comes uh, that is the time that the sun is safest and it's also the time that it's easiest for your body to soak up vitamin D um, and vitamin D is super beneficial it boosts your energy it supports your immune system it's just a very very um, essential thing that all of us need and you can boost your vitamin D um, levels by spending as little as 15 minutes outside so going outside and pulling a couple weeds and picking a little bit of produce and just walking around your garden and admiring the beauty of it is plenty enough time. So we're not talking about hours slaving away out in the beating sun. Um, we're just talking about a few minutes every morning um, soaking up some of that sunlight. Also, um, being in the sunlight triggers your body to produce serotonin and serotonin is the happy hormone uh, it's a mood booster it's going to help you feel happier 
just being in sunlight. And so the number one benefit that I get from gardening that helps me with my depression is soaking up that sunlight. Number two may seem a little bit hippy-dippy to some of you guys, but my number two benefit from gardening um, as far as depression goes is grounding. I am a barefoot gardener. I have tried and tried to wear shoes and I just honestly don't like it. Um, But even if you do wear shoes in your garden, while you're out there, if you make connection to the earth, um, then you're going to still receive the benefits of grounding. Grounding improves your mood, it reduces inflammation, and it lowers your blood pressure. And all you have to do to benefit from grounding is do something like walk around barefoot, put your bare hands in the dirt, um, sit in the grass, anything that truly connects you to the earth. We have an electrical impulse in our body, an electrical um, charge, and the earth does too. And the two of those things touching really does make a difference. Um, It's sort of like when you hear about preemie babies that really benefit from skin-to-skin contact um, when they're in the hospital, that they really encourage the parents to do skin-to-skin contact. This is the same thing, the same type of benefit um, from having skin-to-earth really benefits us in a way um, that other things just can't, can't do. And so walking around barefoot, getting your hands in the dirt, sitting in the grass, and soaking up the sun. I mean, these are really easy things to do. And they really, really do make a difference in your mood and in the way you're able to process other things going on. So sunlight, grounding. Number three, exercise. I don't know about you, but when I'm depressed or when I'm dealing with depression, the last thing I want to do is get up and move my body. But the thing that I need most to do is to get up and move my body. And so the garden helps me do that because it is an exercise that I love. Um, Exercise increases dopamine and serotonin. So it's going to be boosting those moods. And giving you those feel-good receptors are going to get a boost and and help you to feel better. Um, On top of that, it can be a distraction. Because if you're busy working in your garden and exercising by shoveling and weeding and pulling and picking and going through and doing all the physical manual labor, you're focused on that task and it distracts you from maybe the spiral thoughts that you're having Um, it can also be a great way to get out some frustration Um, there's nothing more that I like to do than to go out there and yank weeds when I'm upset um, or to get my little hand tiller and throw that thing down into the ground and twist it over and over again and that will get out a lot of frustration when you're upset about something and it's a productive way to do that so Um, exercise has a great benefit for you um, especially if you're struggling with depression on top of that 
you get the feeling of accomplishment because when you finish that work in the garden, you finish the exercise, there is a visible change that you can see in your garden. It may be that you have a cleared space where there used to be full of weeds. It may be that you have a basket of produce now where you used to just see a bunch of work that needed to be done. Um, It may be that now you have flowers for your table um, or the pile of mulch on the side of your house is a lot smaller because now it's put where it needs to be in your garden. So there's a sense of accomplishment there and that accomplishment again you get that dopamine hit you get that serotonin hit and it helps to boost your mood and increase those chemicals in your brain that you need to balance back out. So we've got sunlight, we've got grounding, we've got exercise. Number four, your garden gives you healthy food. Healthy food makes you feel healthy. Healthy food makes you feel better. When you're depressed and you fill up on empty carbs and sugars and things like that, it makes you feel like junk. And then you just eat more junk because you already feel junky. When you're able to fuel your body with good, healthy, fresh food, um, you feel better. And it gives your body what it needs to help you feel better. And when you know you grew that, it makes you feel even more accomplished and makes you feel even better because you have a sense of pride and you're nourishing your body with the things that it needs and so your body is better equipped to help you deal with the um, issues that you're having with your depression so you can enjoy your food more you can have more pride in what you're eating Um, you don't be proud sitting there eating a snicker bar you're just not Um, and most likely if you do sit there and eat a snicker bar, then maybe later on you feel guilt or shame because you ate the snicker bar because you know you really need more, better fuel than that. Um, but if you're eating something that you grew from your own garden, fresh, healthy food that is so, so good for you, um, you're going to feel a lot better about that. And that's going to in turn help with your mood. But on top of that, it's going to be giving your body the nourishing fuel that it needs to be able to reset um, the things that need to be reset so that you can feel better. So healthy food. Number five, time with others. One of the things I love most is when one of my girls comes and spends some time with me in the garden or when my husband comes out and wants me to point out to him all the different things that I'm growing or doing, um, it boosts that pride. It boosts that enjoyment. It boosts that accomplishment feeling. It makes me feel valued and seen. It makes me feel happy to be able to spend time with people that I love doing something that I love. And so in a time where being social can feel super, super difficult, being able to be social in my garden um, just makes that step just a little bit easier. And then again, being with people, interacting with those you love, you're going to have that dopamine hit, you're going to have that serotonin hit, and that's going to help you to rebalance by spending time with people you love. So, 
We've got five so far. Sunlight, grounding, exercise, healthy food, time with others. And last but not least, it gives me time with the Lord. The time that I have with the Lord in my garden is some of the best devotional time I've ever had. Um, I love to sit and work in my garden and listen to scripture on my phone or listen to a sermon or even just to pray to be able to just speak out loud and talk to the Lord and pour out my heart about all the things that are troubling me or the things that I'm struggling with or the burdens that I'm carrying the problems that I'm dealing with to be able to just pour my heart out and connect to the Lord that way but there's also times when I'm in my garden and I'm just quiet and I just let my work be the thing that I'm focused on and as I'm paying attention to the order of creation and I'm processing the things that I'm doing in my garden in my head God reveals things to me and he teaches me things about himself and he teaches me things about creation and about him and those things begin to heal my heart and heal my mind in a way that nothing else can and I think that is the greatest benefit that I get from the garden that is where I find my joy is the things that I've learned from the Lord sitting in the dirt with my hands in the soil and my back to the sun marveling at his creation pouring out my heart to him being able to have someone I love there um, moving my body to care for the creation that he's created for us Um, I just feel like it's where I'm meant to be and I think that there is for me no greater reset than my garden so I hope that this encourages you to go walk around barefoot in your backyard today maybe and feel the sun on your face and pay attention to the changing leaves and the creation around you even if you don't have a garden in place at this time of year there's still ways that you can implement a lot of this right now go take a walk through creation go marvel at the things the lord has made take that walk with a loved one um, so that you're you're getting grounded you're getting the sunlight you're getting the exercise you're spending time with the loved one you're reflecting over the things that the lord has done and you're marveling at his creation and then go eat some healthy food friend i love you and i i really hope that this episode has been helpful to you in helping you to manage depression and possibly other mental health issues like anxiety or um, whatever else that you may be dealing with whatever is burdening you um, in this um I would love for you to connect with me over on Instagram at the funky farm girl so you can find me there and in the meantime um, continue to go seek out the Lord in his garden creation is his garden and all we have to do is step outside and we can find him there see you next week friend 
Thanks for stopping by, y'all. If you're inspired by what you've heard today, the best compliment you can give me is to share the Funky Farm Girl with your friends. You can stay connected by following the Funky Farm Girl on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Until we meet again next week, remember to bloom where you're planted.